You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. Now, we just want to move, but now he has a change of heart. And he invites Timothy to go along. Timothy, his mom and his grandma, had become believers during Paul's first trip to that area. Young Timothy was probably about 17 now. And it says he had a heart for the Lord and a desire to learn. And now he had a teacher, a mentor, a spiritual father in Paul. Paul was carrying a lot of momentum on his missionary journey. He was going hard and fast, and he didn't want to slow down. However, God introduced him to Timothy, a young man who desired to be grown, mentored, discipled, and strengthened in the Lord. The story of Paul and Timothy's relationship is a great reminder that we as Christians aren't supposed to figure this life out on our own. In today's message, Pastor Dion will be teaching about the heart change that Paul had to lead to this relationship. Now let's join Pastor Dion in the book of Acts, chapter 16, as he begins his message, Heart Change. You know, the Bible tells us that once we place our faith in Jesus, He forgives us of all of our sins. He forgives us of all of our sins, and He births a new spirit within us. Jesus called it this, being, everybody say it, born again. Say it again, born again. So the minute, yeah, once we place our faith in Christ, our sins are forgiven, a new spirit is birthed within called born again. It's the nature of God that is born within us. And at that moment, the spirit of God begins to dwell in us. But unfortunately, our sin nature still lives within us also. So even though we've put our faith in Christ and our past sins are forgiven and blotted out and a new spirit alive to God has been born, that old nature, that old spirit still lives in there also. In fact, Paul explained it like this. In Romans chapter 7 and verse 18, here's what it says. And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is, in my sinful nature. See, I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. How many of you have been there, huh? Been there, done that, you own the t-shirt. We had to give you a trophy, right? I mean, we've been there. We understand that. Then there's a new nature within, but there's also the old nature that is in there also. Paul was warning us in that verse that even though we're new creations in Christ, pride, arrogance, lust, selfishness, anger, greed, hate, stubbornness can still have a grip on us. Everybody say, oh, but it's the truth. It's like the story of the famed Italian artist Leonardo da Vinci. It took him seven years to complete his masterpiece of The Last Supper. 
The reason it took so long is that he painted Christ and the disciples from living models, people who were around. And the model of Jesus was chosen first. Hundreds of men were, were viewed and scrutinized. Da Vinci was looking for a face of innocence and beauty and compassion, free from scars or blemishes. Finally, after weeks of, of searching, a 19-year-old boy was selected to be the face of Jesus Christ. It took Da Vinci six months to paint him in the painting, in the setting. And then, over the following six years, living models were selected to be the faces of the disciples. Each was handpicked to reflect the disciples' personality and character. Peter and Andrew and James and John. Every person was selected to fit their particular personality. Judas was... The betrayer was the last face that was needed on the painting. For several weeks, Da Vinci looked for a man with a hard, calloused face of anger and bitterness and hatred and crime. Someone told Da Vinci maybe he should check on, you know, the death row dungeon at the Roman prison. There's a lot of sketchy faces over there. Well, several criminals, he did. So several criminals were brought out. And Da Vinci chose a filthy, disgusting, hate-filled man with disheveled hair and a ratty beard to be the model of Judas. That one. The man he chose fell to his knees and cried, Oh God, I have fallen so very, very low. Then he raised his eyes and looked at Mr. Da Vinci and said, Sir, don't you recognize me? I'm the same man you chose to model Christ seven years ago. No matter how pristine our new nature is within us, the ugly sinful one still resides. It's the reason that we do ugly things. The things we don't want to do, that we end up doing. That's what happened in the chapter that we're in, in the book of Acts. Paul and Barnabas, who were longtime friends and co-workers, doing God's work and reflecting Jesus, had a huge blowout. Everybody said, a what? A blowout. And instead of arguing to or agreeing to disagree, Paul and Barnabas let their sinful natures get the better of them. See, the way it happened, Paul invited Barnabas to visit and strengthen the churches that they had established five years earlier back on the mission field. Barnabas was all for it. But Barnabas insisted that they take Mark. I want to take Mark, Barnabas said, if we're going to go. But see, Mark had punked out on the, on the mid-trip the last time they went. And Paul said, no way. Everybody said, what? No way, you know, no way. Paul said, Mark's a punk, a deserter, a quitter. We're not taking no loser with us to the, the mission field. Everybody say, oh. Stubborn, selfish anger will make you say and do ugly things. Things that can destroy others and depreciate you. That's why the Bible says, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all, and don't write it on Facebook. 
Well, that's not exactly what the Bible says, but it's close. Here's what the Bible does say in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 29. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Let's read that out loud together. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful, so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And then there's Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 18. Read this out loud with me. Some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. Isn't that the truth? Well, Paul and Barnabas had let their disagreement turn into division. Both left that argument hissing like pressure cookers at full steam. You know, there was, there was so much contention. It's almost, there was more drama between Paul and Barnabas than there is on an episode of Dance Moms, if you know what I mean. I mean, clenched fists, attitudes, everything. But they separated. It divided them. Two guys who had been in ministry together for 14 years separated because of this situation. They allowed their flesh nature, their sin nature to take over. And it separated them. Barnabas ended up taking Mark and headed towards Cyprus. And Paul took Silas and, and headed to Galatia. We'll show you just exactly how it happened. So they're here in Antioch, wonderful Christian church. The blowout happened here. And so Barnabas says, well, I'm just going to take Mark and we're going to go our own way. So they went to Cyprus and they're doing some work in Cyprus. And it was originally the way Paul and Barnabas had gone on their first missionary journey. They came to Cyprus and then they came up to the area uh, here of Galatia. But this time, you know, Barnabas takes Mark and they go to Cyprus. And Paul says, well, I'm not going to go the same way they're going to go. Because, you know, who you know there's, there's contention. They don't want to be on the same place, in the same boat. So Barnabas takes a guy by the name of Silas and they go the long route over towards Galatia. You guys get that, right? And so they're doing that. They get to Galatia, all right? But during that long walk that Paul is making towards Galatia with Silas, the Holy Spirit started hammering on Paul's conscience. Isn't that the way it is? After the anger, the pride, the stubbornness, after the explosion, the eruption, the tantrum, after the coraje, the Holy Spirit condemns and convicts us about our attitude. Or our behavior. Look at your neighbor and say, I know he's talking about you right now. Just look at him and tell him that. The Holy Spirit starts hammering on us. Working at changing us. Like a blacksmith. He, the Holy Spirit cranks up the heat and starts hammering away. The best thing that we can do is listen and repent. Don't argue, defend, or justify yourself. We just need to what? Admit it and quit it. Well, they deserved it. Well, they're the ones that started it. Shut up, the Holy Spirit says. Just admit it and quit it. It's the best thing we could do. 
Let the Holy Spirit shape you and temper you and change you. By the time Peter got to Lystra, that first city in Galatia, he had a change of heart. Everybody said, a what? A change of heart. And because there was no way for him to bring Mark along at this point, I mean, you know, he had a change of heart. He had gone that, you know, probably the first few miles he was complaining, because you know how you do it when you get in a fight with somebody and you are convincing yourself that they're wrong and you're right. And, you know, they this and that, and they should have, and they never, and they always, and blah, 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 blah. And the, the further along you go, the Holy Spirit starts, clank, clank, you jerk. By the, after a little while, the Holy Spirit is shaping you, is molding you, is convicting you. Until there's a change of heart. What a jerk I am. I kicked Mark off the team. Barnabas and I split up. By the time Paul got to Lystra, he had that change of heart. At this point, he invited another young man to join he and Silas on their journey. Chapter 16, verse 1, here's what it says. Then Paul came to Derbe and Lystra, and behold, a certain disciple was there named, everybody say it, Timothy, the son of a certain Jewish woman who believed, but his father was Greek. He was well spoken of by the brethren who were at Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted him to go on with him, but he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in that region, for they all knew that his father was Greek. And as they went through the cities, they delivered to them the decrees to keep, which were determined by the apostles and elders at Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and increased in number daily. So Paul, having a change of heart, you know, not wanting to take any youngsters with him, not wanting to take any novices, someone who will mess up, somebody who have to, you know, kind of drag along and be patient with and teach. No, we just want to move. But now he has a change of heart. And he invites Timothy to go along. Timothy, his mom and his grandma, had become believers during Paul's first trip to that area. Young Timothy was probably about 17 now. And he, it says he had a heart for the Lord and a desire to learn. And now he had a teacher, a mentor, a spiritual father in Paul. And the first thing Paul does is Paul encourages him to get circumcised. Everybody say, what? I mean, what? Well, here's the reason. Timothy's mom was Jewish, but his dad was Greek. And Timothy hadn't been circumcised. He was living a Gentile life in a Gentile world. But now he had come to faith in Jesus Christ. And Paul says, hey, maybe you should be circumcised. The reason wasn't about salvation. You don't need circumcision to be saved. And can you say amen? It wasn't about salvation. This was about, everybody say the word, ministry. Say it again, what? Ministry. Paul always preached at Jewish synagogues first. If Timothy was uncircumcised, he would not be able to follow Paul into half of the ministry venues they were going. And it would limit their effectiveness. 
All right, so Paul says, you know, hey, be circumcised. Sometimes in order to do ministry, sacrifices are required. I'm going to say it again. Sometimes in order to do ministry, sacrifices are required. Like cutting away things that are, can be perceived as worldly or hypocritical. A habit, a hobby, a trait, a tendency. Sometimes those things, in order to, to be effective in ministry and touch people's lives, some of those things need to be cut away. Because it's hard to convince people that Jesus is the only way if you reek like pot or alcohol. Huh? It's difficult to communicate Jesus' love if you have anger management issues. Huh? Halos and henyos will not work. We need to cut that stuff off. In fact, here's the verse. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 21 says, Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from Him. Everybody out loud. Cut off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Everybody, put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. There it is. Sometimes you have to make some sacrifices in order to be effective in ministry and cut a few things off. Paul and Silas and Timothy ended up, you know, after Timothy was circumcised and ministry could advance, Paul and Silas and Timothy revisited and strengthened all the churches that had been started five years earlier there in Galatia. And the churches grew spiritually. They were being encouraged and inspired with Paul's presence all over again. And they grew spiritually and they also grew numerically. People love to hear God's word when it's brought forth or presented properly. Can you say amen? When it's encouraging. People love to hear it and people were being, they were responding to the message. But there were so many more cities to visit. So many more people to reach. I mean, sure, the four churches were doing well and were growing, but Paul, Paul, there was, wanted to go further. You know, so Paul charted a course into Asia Minor. That was the next country over. In fact, let's read it. Chapter 16, verse 6. Now, when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. We'll stop there. So interesting. Paul, he says, you know, churches are doing great, but there's so many more people to reach, so many more cities to, to, to visit. You know, Paul's motto was this. Everybody say it. I like to move it, move it. Say it out loud. I like to move it, move it. That was Paul's motto. Like the Madagascar song. I like to move it, move it. Can't sit still. You see... People are hanging between two worlds. 
heaven and hell. And we have the keys to the kingdom. The good news about Jesus are those, are those keys. When we share about Him, it unlocks and opens the door for people to become children of the kingdom. Children of God. Did you guys catch that? Peter's not the only one with the keys to the kingdom. Every person that has believed in Jesus Christ and is a child of God has the keys of God's kingdom. And when they share the gospel, the gospel message are the keys. It opens, it unlocks and opens the doors for people to be able to receive and be, become king, children of that kingdom. In that God, children of God. Well, Jesus commanded us to go and share. Jesus commanded us to go open the doors, invite people in. We've got to move it, move it. Look at your neighbor and tell them that. We've got to what? Move it, move it. And as we go, we should be sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading. All right, so we know this. The Lord saves us. He transforms our life. The Holy Spirit is working on us because, you know, we still got that sin nature, but He helps us to become more and more like Christ. All right? We have a purpose, a commission to go out there to move it, move it, and share the gospel, what we've experienced with others. And we should listen to the Holy Spirit within to His leadings. Twice it says that the Holy Spirit stopped Paul from going a certain way. In fact, it says that he stopped Paul. They left from here, from Antioch. They came up all the way. This is where they met Timothy and took him along. They visited the churches one, two, three, four, and they grew and got strengthened. And Paul said, we, we got to move forward. So Paul says, Paul figured he wanted to move further here into this area of Asia. This is the next country. He wants to move over into Asia. What we know about later, the seven churches of Asia that Jesus talks about in the book of Revelation, the church of Thyatira, the church of Sardis, the church of uh, Philadelphia, the church of Laodicea, all of that is, they would have, they would be right here. All these people live in this area. Paul wants to go there. There's no churches yet. They haven't even heard the message. Paul wants to go there, but the Spirit forbade him. Said, no, don't go that way. So then Paul says, well, then I, I think we'll go up towards Bithynia. You know, we'll go up to, to this region up here, this, this next country. But the Holy Spirit says, no, you're not going that way either. Oh. The idea is, the Holy Spirit said no to both those areas. Listen, the Holy Spirit will never stop us from sharing, but He may redirect us for some reason. Maybe there's a danger ahead. Maybe there's a temptation waiting for you. Or maybe God just wants us someplace else. Our time with you is coming to an end today on The Simple Truth, but we're so glad that you joined us for Pastor Dion's teaching in the book of Acts. There's much more to learn from the life of the early church, so we hope you'll tune in again. If you're listening in the Española area right now, we would like to extend an invitation to you. 
Come join us for our weekly services at Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. Come by at 9 or 11 a.m. to spend time with us in worship, Bible study, and fellowship. We also meet on Wednesday evenings for a Bible study at 7 and Saturday evenings at 6.30. You'll find directions and more information about Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel when you visit tmcalvary.com. If you can't make it in person, you can still join us virtually through Facebook Live. Just follow the link to our Facebook page at tmcalvary.com and tune in this Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. While you're at our website, you'll also be able to access our archive of previous teachings on various books of the Bible by Pastor Dion. Just click on Sermons at the top of the page to open our audio archive or visit our YouTube page to experience the service through video. Feel free to share these links with anyone in your life that you think might benefit from hearing the simple truth of God's Word. We're so glad that you joined us today on The Simple Truth. We encourage you to read ahead in the book of Acts and discover more about the disciples and how the early church got started. Then, join us next time for Pastor Dion's continuing verse-by-verse study right here on The Simple Truth. You're the one that we proclaim We'll be fools for you as you work in us May your power show in the deeds we sow Let us join our hands and together we stand Together we stand